Hello and welcome to this podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. You're about to hear the Serving Today programme, which is for pastors and church leaders. This episode was recorded with the late Phil Crowter back in the early 2000s, before he went to glory. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for pastors and leaders in the Church of Jesus Christ. I'm Derek French and it's good to be with you. Preaching from Mark 14. Phil Crowder helps us preach from verses 66 to 72. As we examine the events surrounding the cross and the death of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is inevitable that we will feel a sense of solemnity and sadness. Indeed, all that happened to Jesus leading up to the very moment he was nailed to that cross is of the most serious nature. And yet, at the same time, it was most glorious as the greatest possible good came out of all he endured for us. In the verses from Mark 14 that we're thinking about today, the spotlight moves momentarily, although not entirely, away from Jesus. Phil Crowder is here, and Phil, it's good to have you with us again. You're going to be looking at this closing section of the chapter, plus a few other scriptures as well. What's the heading you've chosen for this sermon outline? I do not know him. Right, I guess I know who this is about, so what about the background to that? Yes, earlier in the evening, Jesus had warned his disciples that they were going to leave him. But Peter didn't believe it. He promised to stay with Jesus, even if if he had to die. And we didn't really look at these verses earlier on in the chapter, but now we need to read verses 27 to 31. You will all fall away, Jesus told them, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter declared, Even if all fall away, I will not. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered. Today, yes, tonight, before the cock crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. But Peter said emphatically, Even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the others said the same. And what's happened? Well, the Jews have arrested Jesus and the disciples have already run away. Peter has come back to see what will happen to Jesus. And he watches the high priest question Jesus there in verses 53 to 65. But now it's Peter's turn to answer some hard questions. And so we're going to read verses 66 to 72 to see how he does. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him. You also were with that Nazarene Jesus, she said. But he denied it. I don't know or understand what you're talking about, he said. And he went out into the entrance. When the servant girl saw him there, she said again to those standing around, This fellow is one of them. Again he denied it. After a little while, those standing near said to Peter, Surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. He began to call down curses on himself, and he swore to them, I don't know this man you're talking about. Immediately the cock crowed the second time. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken to him. Before the cock crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. Yes, there's a few things to notice in those verses. First in verse 27... You'll see that Jesus uses some words from Zechariah chapter 13, verse 7 in the Old Testament. They show that everything will happen as God planned. God will strike or hit the shepherd who, of course, is Jesus. 
and the sheep, the disciples, will run for their lives. That's a remarkable prophecy. Mm-hmm. And then in verse 28, Jesus has warned that they will run from him, but they'll come back to him after he rises from the dead. It's encouraging, isn't it? He, he wants them to know that even though they're going to run, his death isn't the end and they will see him again. And then coming to verse 68, Peter denies the accusation. I don't know or understand what you're talking about, he said. Peter says it's not true. And if you look back into verses 30 and 31, you'll see what Peter had said. He'd said that he would never disown Jesus. He would never say that he didn't know Jesus. And here he is, denying that he has anything to do with him. And then just in verse 72, we read that the cock crows. Well, that's the loud noise. If you're not familiar with it, that's the loud noise that a a male chicken makes. And it's usually early in the morning and wakes you up. Well, Phil, what do you suggest is the main point for our sermon? Not even Peter is strong enough to follow Jesus. So we all need Jesus' death on the cross to save us. What do we need to sort of have in mind as we introduce the subject? Well, I think we can all sympathise, can't we, with Peter? Fear of other people is so strong. Mm. We're afraid of what they might do or say. And I do think we need to help each other with this. There are many Bible passages which can help us. We'll just read three. If you could read Proverbs 29, verse 25. And we read, Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. I love that verse. Mm. And then Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, where Jesus says, Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. We should fear the Lord, Mm. not other people. And then if you could read 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. Here again, Peter's telling us some things that he's learnt from experience. And Peter writes, Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear. Do not be frightened. But in your heart set apart Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect keeping a clear conscience, so that those who speak maliciously against your good behaviour in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. It is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Yes, so do use these Bible passages to, to strengthen your people against this fear of others, because it's such a strong thing and we need to combat it. Phil, what about sermon points? How many do you suggest we have? We're just really following Peter's progress. There are three points. The first is that Peter half followed Jesus. In verse 54, we read that Peter followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest. There he sat with the guards and warmed himself at the fire. 
He half followed Jesus. Now Jesus never calls his people to follow him a little bit. Peter thought that he was close enough to still be with Jesus. And he also thought he was far enough away to be safe. Was he right? Yes, I often think those uh, words of Mark that he followed Jesus at a distance were not just true geographically, which is what they're referring Mm. to there, but were really true of him spiritually, isn't it, Peter, at this point? Yes, I think that's my point. And the challenge here is, is are you like Peter? Perhaps some of your people like to call themselves Christians, but they're afraid of what people will think of them. We can try to be like everyone else, can't we? But Jesus is watching us. He knows if we're ashamed of him. Yeah, and that's very challenging, isn't it? Because we live in a world, particularly these days, where there is a lot of strong opposition to the gospel and to the Lord Jesus. And we have to make that stand, don't we? And it is costly, but the Lord, well, he requires it of us and he's worthy of it. And he's promised to be with us, but we forget that sometimes, don't we? That's right. And I think we we feel that if we're half following, then that's that's good enough, that we're safe. But you'll see what happens with Peter. Half following leads to denying. So the second heading is that Peter said that he did not know Jesus. Which is quite an astonishing thing when you think how brave he claimed he would be. Yes, Just exactly. Earlier, isn't it? Yeah. And how much he loved Jesus. As you read those verses, have a think about what was going on in Peter's mind Why did he say that he didn't know Jesus? And what exactly was Peter afraid of? And you need to help your people to think what they might be afraid of. When do we try to hide what we think about Jesus? Why is that? In the end, Peter cursed and swore to show that he didn't know Jesus. What have you done to hide your love for Jesus? What's your third point, Phil? Peter wept. Verse 72. Immediately the cock crowed the second time. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken to him. Before the cock crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. Phil, I'm sure some would want to ask, well, why did Peter cry so much? He wept bitterly, didn't he? We're told Mm. elsewhere. Yeah, well, think through what it was that was going on in his mind. He'd been proud, hadn't he? Look back at verses 29 to 31, and no doubt these these claims were going round in his mind. He wept, surely, because he hadn't listened when Jesus had warned him, and especially because he'd been ashamed of his Jesus, who he loved. I wonder, have you cried like Peter? Because you made Jesus sad? Or are you more worried about what other people think of you? Sometimes we can cry because we're hurt. But do we cry because we've hurt Jesus? And then as we conclude our talk, we need to remember that like Peter, all Christians have failed Jesus. We're all so weak and afraid at times. But remember why Jesus goes to the cross? He goes to die for sinners. He goes to die for weak people who cannot save themselves. Jesus is there. He's watching Peter fail. And Jesus knows that his death, that he's just going to, will pay the price of Peter's sin. 
Peter has said some terrible things, but Jesus will forgive him. Jesus actually has a great work for Peter to do, hasn't he? And in the end, Peter will do what he claimed. He will even die for Jesus. And so as you ask Jesus to forgive your sin, as you weep and tell him what you've done wrong, also ask him to teach you lessons. Ask him to change you. Ask him to make you strong, like he made Peter strong. Yes, I think Peter whilst he's a challenge to us here and a rebuke for our sinfulness, he's also a tremendous encouragement, isn't he? It's wonderful, isn't it, to see what happened to Peter in the end. Yes, the Lord didn't cast him off. No. No. Phil again, thanks very much. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ is simply staggering and his mercy quite beyond measure. Like Peter, each one of us will have let the Lord down and probably on many occasions. How we need the Lord to forgive and strengthen us. Then let this be our prayer before we preach these verses and seek to help our people to honour the Lord. This is Derek French saying goodbye as we bring this edition of Serving Today to a close. May the Lord be merciful to us all. That was Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. To get in touch, you can email us. The address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk or find us on Twitter at ServingTodayGBM. You can also search our back catalogue from our webpage, www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye.